0: The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin is brought to you by Stokes Seeds. Select from the finest quality vegetable and flower seed at stokesseeds.com and get growing with Stokes. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio.
1: Good morning. Charlie here. Normally, Dean is the first off the the top when we get on air. I'm getting real uh, reverb on my... Echoes here. Okay, that's better. So, um, but Dean's just having some issues with, with audio. So I'm going to start in. Dean will join us as soon as he can get some audio going. I'm going to share the numbers because obviously we want to hear from you. Tips, techniques, questions, bring them on. If you live local in the Toronto area, the number's 416 360. 0740 outside the 416 area code anywhere in Ontario 1866 7404740 so give us a call now there are one reason you might want to hold off on your calls just for a few minutes is that we have a special guest joining us at 20 after 9 or there you know close to close to uh, the next 10 minutes or so Terry Kennedy, many of you will remember Terry from past shows. Traditionally, she joins us right around Valentine's Day because she is an orchid expert. She's an educator. She's a grower. She's a um, even a breeder of orchids. A real collector. Her and her husband have been all over the world collecting orchids, and Terry knows a lot about orchids. So, if you've got orchid questions. Bring him on for when Terry's here. But for the next 10 minutes or so, I'm just going to yammer on a bit to you and with you. Something to put on your calendars. This is a busy week, really busy week, between... The Super Bowl on Sunday, Valentine's Day on Monday, uh, a webinar that everyone should connect with on Wednesday. It is a webinar brought to, you, brought to all of us by the Cornell Lab Facebook live stream. And it's all about bird identification, bird song identification in preparation for the Great Backyard Bird Count next weekend. Now, um, that uh, bird count starts on the 18th, which is Thursday, I believe. Yes, it is. Oh, does that make sense? No, it's Friday because on Wednesday, February 16th, between 2 and 3, you can register by going to birdcount.org. So, register to be part of this event, and that'll just help you, you know, feel better about how to identify birds, how to count birds, how to be part of one of the biggest bird events. It's the 25th anniversary of the Great Backyard Bird Count. So, I'm pretty excited to, uh, to to be part of it and to learn more about what's uh, what's happening in uh, in the bird world and the website is excellent so go to birdcount.org go to the home screen scroll down and you'll see how it works when you send in your data it's live added to the world map and it's just super fun so you'll want to participate and you're going to want to monitor next weekend what's going on so that's just a suggestion from me in the meantime give us a call uh happy to hear from you and like i said it's all about orchids in about 20 minutes back right after this
0: don't change stations just because the weather changes garden tips and advice all year round this is the garden show with charlie dobbin Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Hey, welcome back to the Garden Show on
2: Zoomer Radio. And uh, yeah, I got my little tech problems figured out on this <laughs> lovely Saturday morning. Woohoo, that's the way to start. How are you doing, yeah. Charlie?
1: I'm doing good. It's a kind of a gloomy day here. It rained all yeah. day yesterday, but there's a bit of sl- a bit of snow now.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's, we are windy and snowy here. But before I talk about that, I'm going to give out those numbers again. Mm-hmm. Uh, anywhere in Toronto, 416 360 Or anywhere else in the province of Ontario, toll-free, 866 And remember, if you are a first-time caller, please let Carlos know, because we would love to give you your garden wings. And, uh, of course, our mantra... Uh call often, call early, and one question per call, please, yeah, we are really, really blowy we very windy and uh, snow coming down here in Collingwood for sure
1: nice so so there's still snow, I guess it didn't all melt yesterday.
2: <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You know what? It's been, it's been coming. It's been hovering right around that zero mark. So the the skiing up here has been great and snowshoeing and all sorts of, you know, winter activities. It's like our own little Olympic winter games up here. So, and actually that's what I was doing this morning. I got, I, I got up at 645 so I could watch some of the ice dancing. So I oh. was watching, yeah, I've been watching that for about an hour and a half this morning. So yeah, <laughs> good. It's yeah. Cute.
1: You're in the mood for winter, and you'd be a good brand ambassador for Collingwood, I think.
2: <laughs> well, you know, I, I see people all the time up here. They come cross-country skiing and snowshoeing and hiking, and, and you know, it's ice skating. You yeah. know, Blue Mountain has this great ice rink on the top of the escarpment, which is uh, is a 1.1 kilometer loop through the woods. Oh, sweet. Yeah
1: it's, nice. great. yeah, it's great. You wouldn't want to be up on the mountain exposed in the wind up there. That is not a pretty place to hang out. But in the woods would be fine.
2: In the woods, it's fine. Yeah, you're you're, yeah. you're sheltered, you know, so it's uh, it's yeah. great, yeah. And I'm all excited about orchid time today as well.
0: That's because,
2: right. Because uh, I think I sent you a picture of I bought an orchid earlier this week for uh, for my wife. Oh, so, uh, I missed yeah. I
1: didn't see the picture. So what, you texted yeah. that to me?
2: Okay. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And so I got a picture. It's got spots all over it. And uh, it, uh, <laughs> anyway, it's a it's a lovely thing. And as I think I mentioned uh, last week, my my dad, uh, who spent the last 20 years of his life down in Florida, uh, he had his own or- orchid hut in his backyard. And he loved orchids.
1: Oh, so, yeah, that's right. And he, he did. Yeah,
2: yeah. and he, of course, lived in that climate where you could uh, you could grow them all year round.
1: Right. And and as I mentioned, when you weren't able to hear us at the beginning, Terry Kennedy will be joining us mm-hmm. in about five or ten minutes. She and her husband are collectors, breeders, growers, educators, uh, very involved with the Southern Ontario Orchid Society. So um, and Terry's been on the show before. So she's just a real good uh, source of of knowledge when it comes to orchids. Also, I mentioned off the top of the show to remind everybody that the great backyard, and, and I've registered for a webinar on Wednesday from two to three o'clock in the afternoon through the Cornell Lab a facebook live stream and it'll be helping me identify what what bird is which what song belongs to which bird like it's just that whole thing of you know i'm not a totally confident or knowledgeable birder so this is going to help me be ready for next weekend
2: yeah well i would need to sign up for the exact same thing <laughs> because i am not the birder that my father was either so i would need there to, you go. i would need to do a little digging
1: you um, just head off to birdcount.org
2: birdcount.org. Okay, I'm going to do that. Okay. In the meantime, I've got an email that I thought maybe we could tackle. Um, yes. this came in from Mia in uh, Barry. She She's good morning, Charlie. Hope you're, you're keeping well and warm. These chilly winter days. A few days ago, I discovered these hard. She describes them as crusts on mostly the underside of the small H. Is it Matilde leaves?
1: Yeah. H is for Hoya.
2: Okay. And when I try to scrape them off, part of the leaf comes off with it. I don't see any typical scales or small, uh, mobile moving pests. Uh, The flowers in my office, upper floor, which is very dry. I miss the plants nearly every day. It's quite warm during the winter. I have about 20 plants there and concerned about this spreading. Hope you can help me get rid of these (laughs) (laughs) disgusting (laughs) critters or whatever it is. (laughs) There you go. Uh,
1: Okay. Well, thanks very much. Now, um, Mia's been in touch in the past. She's got all these uh, many Hoyas all in her office along a window ledge in a window. So a couple of things I'm going to suggest here. One is because it's so dry and hot in there, I'd be, you know, go, go to the dollar store and get yourself some uh, whatever, like trays, plastic trays, so that all those Hoyas can sit up on top of some gravel in trays of water and you can, or even if nothing else, get some pots of water and just scatter pots of water around your office. Just do it or get a humidifier, whatever you can do, raise that humidity. These plants will be much happier and less um, sort of susceptible to insect infestations if you can get that humidity raised a bit. Based on the photograph that the Mia sent, it looks to me like scale, and scale is an insect that you'll never see it move. They just they when they're young and they can move around, they move very slowly and they're very small. As they get older, they uh, grow um, like a tortoise shell on their back, so that they have this armor, and you. They're protected from various chemical sprays with that armor. So you're not going to be able to to do much in the way of sprays. The main thing is, as she's been doing, picking off, or you sit there, and when you pick carefully, make sure you eliminate those insects. Also, uh, quarantine any insects that show evidence of infestation, and at the end of the day, rubbing alcohol is usually your best bet. With now, rubbing alcohol will kill plants, so you've got to minimize your um, exposure to the plant and maximize your rubbing alcohol on the insect. So it could be a Q tip; it can be literally spraying. And then rinsing and you know picking rinsing, it, if you spray them, you'll find they won't hold on so tight. Once they're little, they're dead or half dead, they'll come off and not damage the leaves as well. So you know, just it's going to take some fiddling to get rid of those scale. It's a tough insect
2: to get rid of. Wow! And if you haven't got any rubbing alcohol, just grab some vodka and get the little buggers <laughs> drunk, and they'll fall off and they'll, they'll stagger and fall off the end of the leaves.
1: <laughs> you could only wish. <laughs> what a waste of vodka,
2: though. Yeah, that's true enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't going to give you my scotch, for goodness sake. So <laughs> the vodka. I think we have to take uh, a short break, uh, but we are hoping to uh, to get some calls in primarily about orchids because we've got uh, we've we've got our guests coming on after this break. OK, so we will be back in
0: moments. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio.
2: Yes, indeed. The Garden Show on Zoomer Radio is back. I'm Dean Holland. And uh, I'm going to hand it over right now to Charlie Dobbin to introduce our guest.
1: Thanks. Dean, uh, listeners, regular listeners to the show will remember Terry. She's been with us in the past. Her and her husband started. A, it's such a cute story because they're collectors, orchid collectors. I should probably let her tell this story. But the the short short end of it is that they they were collecting orchids and they got out. Their house just wasn't big enough. They had to move to take their collection with them, which they did a number of years ago. And they have a website orchids in our tropics our hobbies gone wild which is a very very cute uh, little subcontext to it all good morning terry how are you doing good morning charlie how are you doing nice good to hear your voice what's going on at your place you're up
3: in gormley right uh, well, actually, we're in the little town of Vandorf, which the now our address has been changed to Stouffville. So, but we're still up here in the little town of Vandorf, and everything is pure white and very pretty. Um, nice. But it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: your greenhouses are full,
3: I imagine. Well, the the greenhouses is, is fairly full. Things are really actually growing quite well. Uh, Actually, it's amazing how many people are discovering orchids these days. And Without shows, more and more people want to uh, uh, come to the greenhouse. As a matter of fact, uh, just before Dean called, or Carlos called, uh, the phone rang, and I thought it was Carlos, and I went to answer it. And it turned out to be somebody to, to say, are you open today? Can I come up? <laughs> so I, said, I can't talk right now. Love call it. later.
1: That's great. Well, orchids, yeah, they've they've really become popular, and we're missing the orchid show for sure. the The annual Southern Ontario Orchid Society show, which normally happens this weekend, right?
3: That's right. It's it's the you know the weekend, the second weekend in February, and always a very big show and very well attended, and you know that it's um, I think the last orchid show in Canada. Uh, was just about two years ago because it was yeah. the show at the at the Royal yeah. Botanical Gardens in Burlington uh, on yeah. March first that the uh, the last yeah. show Sorry. occurred. So we've Sorry. really missed our shows and and all the things that go with them.
1: Hey, I, I be, yeah, I bet you've missed all that networking with fellow orchid enthusiasts. But I'll tell you what I missed: I missed not walking into the orchid show and getting that waft of fragrance. Like, who, who even thinks that orchids are fragrant? But wow, there's all kinds of them that are
3: exude amazingly sweet smells. Yeah, but not all of them. Some of no, those know. smells um, nope. can be you know, sort <laughs> of the opposite of that.
2: I know. Are there stinky orchids? Yeah. Oh, there are some yeah.
3: real stinky orchids. And you know, uh, the clones of uh, of different plants, especially bulbophyllums. There's a number of bulbophyllums that are are very. They're very strange flowers, but some of them are really, really scented, and they get you know n- named for their scents, like doggy doo stinky winky. So that kind of tells <laughs> you what it is. <laughs>
2: So I guess you really have to be very mindful about which orchid you give your special someone on Valentine's Day.
3: Well, yes, yes, you do need to do your homework, because there's so many different ones. Like, we're talking just species, there's like 35,000 different species, um, and they grow all over the world. And they can, in all kinds of environments. So you really need to know what you're, you're buying. But you know those ones that you see at all the stores right now, at the, oh. the supermarkets and at Home yep. Depot everywhere, that Phalaenopsis, the moth orchid or butterfly orchid. Uh, uh, some, uh, any of those, if they are fragrant, they'll be sweetly fragrant. And so any of those are safe. And they're
2: the ones. Yeah. Well, I I, I bought a phalaenopsis this past week. I'll have you know, Terry. And Very so I before the end of the show, I'm going to get you to tell me how to make sure I care for it properly.
3: <laughs> okay, that's not a problem.
2: <laughs> okay, but right, you know what? I have a caller on the line, and I know that uh, that she has a, a question for you. I have Gloria from Toronto, who has uh, a question for Terry. Good morning, Gloria. How are you?
4: Oh, good morning. I'm fine. Thank you so much.
2: Good. You got an orchid question?
4: Uh, could you speak a little louder, please?
2: Yeah, we were wondering if you do you have a question for Terry about orchids?
4: Oh, I sure do. I have a, a phalaenopsis. They're very common, <laughs> and yes, um, they're very beautiful. Yeah, and they're beautiful. I used to have about ten, but now that I'm much older, I can only handle two. <laughs> <laughs> so I have um, I have a problem. They they just started flowering. I have a pure white one, and the other one is white with a um, purple throat,
3: mm-hmm. the
4: one that, um, both of them are having trouble with their leaves. The leaves, some leaves are firm and some of them have wrinkles in them or, or, they're, too, or they're very soft.
3: What is causing that? Well, the, the, what it's doing, the soft leaves are actually wilting. So either they're, they're getting too much water or they're too, get a little water. Okay. so that you need to take a look at your watering. And maybe, have you had the plants for a long time? Uh, yeah, well, the, the, the
4: pure white one, I've had that just for uh, three years. And the, the other one, I think I've had it for five. Okay, now, have you ever repotted them? Uh, yes, just the one, uh, the one with the purple throat. I repotted that um, uh, last year, and I've got it in... Uh, potting soil, I think, or a little bit of bark in there also. But um, I know that it's not draining properly. That's one thing. Um, but I, I didn't have a choice
3: because that's all I had to, to use to repot this. Mm. Yeah, well, then probably, probably what's happening is that the, the, uh, the plants are staying too wet so when they're too, you see, these are air plants. So we normally in, in nature they grow on trees, so their roots are always exposed and they have lots of air around the roots. Right. If the potting medium stays too wet, then those roots will die. When so those, what uh, kind of potting soil should I be using then? Well, you can use either uh, like a, a bark mix or a... Um, uh, or actually uh, like a sphagnum just a straight sphagnum just sph- but you have sphagnum. to water accordingly you have to let them dry in between mm-hmm. um, now getting that is 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 it more of a challenge <laughs> because that's one of the things that you always got at short orchid shows because you know there were people selling the, the proper media uh, I think Sheridan used to carry an orchid mix. I know we do, um, but I think Sheridan carries a, an orchid mix. And sometimes, oh. every once in a while, you can find it at Home Depot. But you have mm. to be careful, and you, you know, you don't want soil. So you, or, orchids don't grow in soil. The soil mm-hmm. is just too dense. There's not enough air in the, air spaces in the mm-hmm. soil. So we yeah, can see can that there's. I can just jump in. Wet. Sorry,
1: Terry. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, uh, no, uh, Gloria is calling from Toronto, so she should have access to some garden centers in her neighborhood. And if not, Canadian Tire, Home Depot, those guys. I find even Canadian Tire, they they certainly have orchid fertilizer. I'd be surprised if they don't have some kind of orchid bark or, mm-hmm. like you said, sphagnum moss, just a mm-hmm. bag of sphagnum. So, we should spell that, I, but it's uh, S. They're
4: in flower now. Can I... Um... The one with the purple throat, can I uh, um, uh, take it out of what it's in now and oh, put it in the uh, either the uh, bark mix or the sphagnum moss? Yes. While they're flowering,
3: I can still do that. Well, I'd be very careful. But the thing is that uh, normally we don't recommend that you uh, transplant a, a plant or an orchid that's in flower. However, orchids stay in flower for a very long time, and if the uh, if the roots are in trouble, then you really should get them into something that's that's going to drain properly
5: light like that's
3: going to be more useful to the plant the flowers may not last quite as long, but you'll mm-hmm. save your plant now i've
4: been uh using nineteen thirty one seventeen orchid
3: fertilizer. is that good yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, actually, with, uh, with uh, orchids, uh, you know, uh, we have, when we eat, we have all these different foods and there's all these different tastes. Orchids actually don't taste the food, so they don't know if you're, t- you're feeding them orchid food or geranium food, as long as the numbers are like what you said, you know, and, they ha- and there's good uh, micronutrients. But if it says it's an orchid fertilizer, that's a very good thing to use.
0: Great.
2: Thank you so, so much for your uh, call there, Gloria. And uh, you know what? i got to jump right now to uh, St. Catharines. We're going to talk to Trudy, who also has a question. Good morning, Trudy. How are you?
4: Good morning. I'm doing just great. How about you guys?
2: We're doing well, and, and I have a sneaky suspicion you have an orchid question.
4: <laughs> I do. I do. I have um, an orchid now. It's blooming for the third year. My question is, once it's finished blooming, do I cut the stem back or do you let it keep blooming on that same
3: old stem, and and if so, does it not get leggy after a while? Oh um, well, uh, Trudy, the, that, the thing about uh, the phalaenopsis that they will bloom on the same stem for a long time, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, but after a while, the flowers on the end get a little bit, you know, not as not as uh, vigorous, not as big as the original ones were, and when they get to that stage, then I would cut it back. Uh, you'll notice along the stem before the flowers start, there's little nodes, like little bracts, yeah. on uh, up the stem. Yeah, yeah. Well, cut it back to the to the say the first one before you know the bud started, the original bud started. Okay. And then what it will do, uh, it will branch from that point and give you yeah. flowers, and then they'll be as uh, big and vigorous as the original ones. Okay,
4: super, thanks, because this one I have for three years now has five branches on it, so I'm going to have five branches of bloom, so that's
3: Wow, yeah, you're doing really well with them. (laughs) I think it's just (laughs) a good window. It's in the east window, so that's great. Yeah, east windows are great for orchids because they they have the light in the morning and they don't have the heat in the afternoon, so uh, east windows are perfect. Okay, super, thank you for your help, I appreciate that. You're welcome. Great. Enjoy
2: your plant. Thanks, Trudy. Uh, yeah, Terry, that was actually one of the questions that I have. I also have a phalaenopsis that I mentioned, and I was questioning, I really don't have any east windows in my house. I have lots of windows, north, south especially, and some west, but uh, if I don't have an east window, what's a good option for me?
3: Well, any, any window will work as long as there's light coming through. Uh, if it's uh, a north window, it, it depends on the amount of light coming in, because if if there's a big tree or is a big bush on, on the other side, that's not going to give you enough light. But any window will work, but if you're wor- looking at a south window, say, or a, a west window, what you might want to do is have the plant just away from the window a little bit so the sun doesn't get, get right on it, gotcha. or have a, a sheer curtain.
2: Okay, I got gotcha. you. Okay, yeah, uh, we're, we're- going to yeah, go ahead. I, I was just going to say you want
3: bright
1: light, but you yep. really want bright indirect light. Yes, yeah. Right. Okay. And, in, in, and I actually nature, did it have, have, it I do have it in the south. I do have it in the south
2: window, but I do have it back about six feet from the the window, so it's not right in the window. Yeah, uh, uh, six feet so away so 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 from the window.
3: Especially
1: yeah, in it's the winter, right when all that cold that air thing. is coming off the glass, so mm. not a bad idea to have the orchids off the glass a bit too
2: right okay uh we're gonna go to i got another call another terry call my goodness coming in fast and furious <laughs> I'm from today. helen yeah from helen in burlington how are you this morning helen good morning helen oh hello did we lose helen? hello helen how are you this morning
5: yeah hi the name is ellen ellen
2: oh it's ellen yeah okay ellen you got a question for terry there
5: yeah um the orchid It has.
3: uh, I've been growing orchids for a few years, not all that successfully, but they always seem to get a branch with a little, what I call a baby orchid growing on it, and I cut that off and repot it and start over. The other day I cut one off, and just after I cut it off, I realized
5: it had a flowering stem on it, which I didn't see. So my
3: question is, should I have left that intact on the mother plant, or did I do the right thing by cutting it off? Uh, did it have uh, uh, you know uh, uh, some roots on on the little plant? yes, it did well then then you did the right thing uh, actually because because these little babies we call them kikis uh, uh, come from the mother plant, they will bloom when they 're much smaller than the original plant and uh, but sometimes people, especially if you have a miniature where the plant is small and the and the the little plants stay small. Uh, people will have sort of an apartment of, of orchids blooming. But yes. um, cutting it off is not a problem. If you potted it up, then it'll continue to grow and bloom and uh, you can enjoy it. And then to pot it up, would you just put one of those roots into the bark and let the others stay up in the air? I would put, when, uh, when we repot our orchids, uh, usually we put all the roots in, in the pot. Okay. Uh, if you can very gently, uh sometimes soaking them for a little bit will make them a little bit more pliable, so you can get them all in in the bark when uh then they have more moisture around the root but when they grow out themselves, that's a different matter but when uh when you're potting them up, we like to like to have them neat, so they go into the pot and then we go from there okay. And I'll call in because I have another question. But I'll call in again. Thank you. <laughs> <That's great.
2: laughs> or, Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Looking Ellen. Looking forward to hearing from <laughs> that's you. Great. Wow, that's great. Um, now it, the phalaenopsis that we've been talking about, Terry, is that? I, I'm presuming it's a very good entry level orchid for people. Yeah.
3: Definitely, it's the one that that sucks everybody in because uh, phalaenopsis um, uh, last the flowers last for for a long time. They're very very easy to grow. Uh, they now they're now grown by the millions, uh, and uh, and so there's that's why they're so inexpensive. I mean, when we used to do uh, Canada Blooms, and in the first few years of of uh, Canada Blooms, that plant that you brought home probably would have been seventy, eighty dollars minimum. But now wow. they're growing so many of them so fast that they're you know they produce lots of them, and the flowers last for such a long time. Most of the other orchids do not Orchid flowers do not last for that length of time. But because they last for s- such a long time, because they're so easy to rebloom, people get suckered in if they figured if they can do this, this orchid, <laughs> they can do any orchid.
2: Well, I got suckered in. And it's one of those flowers orchid, that looks like an $80 no flower, it. doesn't it? Even though I didn't pay that much, but you don't have to tell my wife that, Terry. Okay.
3: No, but the thing is that the, the these plants that they're bringing in are really, really good. Now, if they set sit around um in a store or you know that and aren't looked after properly which they can't be because it's dry there it's dark it's whatever then they they go downhill but when they first bring them in those plants are just gorgeous and they'll last a lot many many years for you at home
2: Mm -hmm. fabulous Look, i I got to take a quick break. I'm going to get yeah. those numbers out again, though. Uh, anywhere in Toronto, 416-360-0740, or anywhere else in the province of Ontario, 1-866-740-4740. Are we holding on to Terry a little longer, uh, I was Charlie? just going
1: to say, Terry, can you stay with us to the end of the show? Because I think sure, you're I can, very I popular. Stay. I love talking
3: to you guys.
2: Fabulous. Okay. <laughs> So we're right. going to all take a little break, but we will be back in just a few moments.
3: Daffodils and
2: daisies, bluebells and
3: begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia,
5: lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and
0: sweetwilliams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio
2: charlie that that little song does not mention a your an orchid
3: well i guess you're going to have what? to have a new version
2: we're going to have to do a new version we could do a long version just with very of uh, uh with, with with types of orchids
3: oh you could do a very long song with uh, with orchids
2: <laughs> what is your favorite orchid terry
3: well, uh, the way I answer that is, is the one that I go into the greenhouse and find just opening or just in bloom, because whatever one opens, it just seems more beautiful than, than the last. It's really hard to choose. Uh, we enough. actually grow all kinds of diff- different genera, all kinds of different species and hybrids, and um, I guess we, you could call us omnivorous when it comes to orchids.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And it's uh and you know with with the um with the shows being uh you know uh, unavailable this year or the last two years, all of the orchid meetings have actually gone on on online they're all virtual, just like uh, I guess a lot of the garden clubs too have gone to virtual mm-hmm. meetings
1: Absolutely. and
3: uh there are other things happening, and one of the things that the Southern Ontario Orchid Society is, is, uh, has sort of uh, gone into providing, or just it's a, a, a new orchid type, is uh, origami orchids. So if people Ooh. go on to the Southern Ontario Orchid Society uh, website, S-O-O-O-S dot C-A, you can see about getting uh, an origami orchid. And they are actually quite a challenge to, to make, and they produce a really pretty uh, plant, and this one never dies.
2: Wow. Well, it's that's a, it's really a, that's a good company. orchid to have.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Indeed. yeah. and they um, make great gifts because they're easy to send.
2: <laughs> fabulous. Well, I've got a caller on the line uh, waiting. Uh, Susan, we're going to go to Burlington right now. I've got Susan, who, uh, again, has a question uh, for uh, Terry. How are you this morning, Susan?
5: I'm great. Hi, Susan. Good. You- Hi, Terry. Hi, Charlie. And I just have to say to you guys, you've been a highlight of my week and a sanity saver through the, through the pandemic. It's just been yeah. fabulous to be able to listen to you every week. It's... So I really appreciate you. My orchid question is really basic, Terry. I had, a, I had some orchids and they were going great. Um, But I always wondered, some of the ones I got were ones with that tag that says two ice cubes a day. And, you know, I think the biggest challenge in a lot of houseplants is watering, and orchids for me was the same. So I've heard, yes, the two two ice cubes is perfect, and then I've heard people say, oh, no, never put an ice cube on your orchid. So could you please (laughs) give
3: me a definitive answer on that? You obviously didn't hear my groan. <laughs> but uh, we, you think about this. These are tropical plants. Um, they, you know, they grow in, in the rainforest. Uh, is there a, a deity or somebody that comes by and puts um, ice cubes on, uh, on plants? <laughs> uh, in the tropics. And the other yeah. thing you think about, uh, if somebody was putting uh, ice cubes on your toes every week, how would you feel? Exactly. <laughs> so, what in order to water the the way to water an orchid pr- uh, properly is to uh, eat out and then put it back to where it's growing. That way, you you because it's a you're, it's growing in a very loose media. You have to make sure that the water gets is evenly distributed. So, if you pour it on one side of the pot, it'll probably go down that side of the pot and right out the bottom, and, and never wet the other side. But if you flood the pot, you wet all the medium, you drain it off, then all the little spaces between the, the nuggets of, of potting media are full of nice moist, moist air and that's what your orchids really like. And can you give me a guideline as to how frequently you do that dip? Well, there is, that depends on your conditions and probably needs to be done a little more often in the, in the winter because we're heating and it's, our homes are drier. But if you have uh, a lot of times the uh, plants that you get at the grocery store don't have tags. But if you take a, a, some sort of a um, a stick, uh, even a popsicle stick or a, a plant another plant label stick, and stick it into your p- uh, pot, the side of your pot, right to the bottom of the pot, and then you know uh, if you've just watered and you pull that tag out, it'll be wet right up to the line. Of where the potting medium was. Right. If you wait for a few days and you think well maybe it needs water and you do the same thing where you you take that pull out that tag you're gonna find that the it's only wet maybe halfway down. Well once it's it's dry almost to say a uh, you know a half an inch or so from the bottom then it's time to water and if you do that two or three times then you'll know how long it takes, you know, how long it takes the plant to dry. Okay, that's great.
2: Fabulous. I- I I thanks so much. That. Thanks for your call, Susan.
3: Thank you. You're welcome. Okay,
2: okay so uh, I have to take another one of those blooming breaks, and then when <laughs> we come back, we're going to have some more questions. I got some more callers on the line, okay? We will be right back. <laughs>
0: Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio.
2: Welcome back to The Garden Show. Uh, Charlie, I'm going to get right to an email that uh, you have received uh, from Pam in Willowdale. She says, love your show, etc., etc. My question is about orchids. Mine have the fuzzies. I don't know what it is. It's scale, I have not seen bugs crawling on the plants, but the sticky stuff on the leaves and fuzz makes it pretty clear that's what it is. Once a week, I'm using a soft swab by rubbing alcohol uh, with rubbing alcohol to take the fuzz and sap off the top and underside of the leaves, and I drizzle a bit into the center of the plant to get anything that I can't reach. Right now, I have three blooms in, uh, in spite of the little devils. Is there anything else that I can do to get rid of them? Will uh, soap... Um, she's asking questions about soap dispatching them. So what do you say about that, Terry?
3: Uh, Well, uh, if if they're fuzzy, it's not scale, it's probably mealybug. Mealybug is the fuzzy stuff, and mealies uh, are horrible they they actually are born pregnant so it's really hard to uh, to uh, to control them uh, what she's doing is, is very is very good uh, but the thing is you never can get all of them uh, one of the ways to to do this is to make a solution of, uh, al- of alcohol uh, you know isopropyl alcohol that you get at the dollar store dilute it uh, 50%, and add a little bit of, of soap. Not detergent, soap, because detergent, all detergent does is wash the little critters, where soap will actually coat them and kill them. So uh, actually spraying the whole plant and spraying the, the top of the media, because these, I found mealybug growing underneath shelves of, of plants. They They will grow anywhere. So you need to get rid of everything all the way around. And if, if, you, if it still keeps coming, that eventually you may just have to repot and get rid of all the potting medium and start off, um, you know, fr- uh, fr- fresh. But they're very, very difficult to control. And nowadays there really isn't much that we can spray them with.
1: Mm-hmm. It's true. And the other thing is, isolate. If you've got a, a one plant that's clearly infested with something like mealybug, make sure that plant is in quarantine from all your other plants, because they will very easily move from plant to plant.
3: Yes, and, and um, uh, orchid mealybugs love all other kinds of uh, plants as well.
2: Gotcha. Okay, we're going to go to uh, Hamilton. I've got Yasmeen on the line. Thanks for waiting, Yasmeen. How are you today, hon? Hi, Yasmeen. Hello, oh, Yasmin. Wall. Yeah. Hey there. Hi. Hey, Yasmin. Hi, how are you, for
3: Terry? Yes. Yeah. I'm. I'm here. Um,
2: uh, Terry,
4: I have two paps that I've have got, I've had here for a few years, and the last uh, couple of years, they've done, they they haven't bloomed, they haven't
3: seemed to have grown very well. I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong. The, the, these are paphiopedilums. Yes. The slipper orchids. Now, yes, are these the orchids, uh, what? Are these ones with uh, mottled leaves or straight green leaves? Uh, green leaves. Just green leaves. Yes. Okay, so have, have they put out new growths? Um, not true. One has, the other one hasn't, but it still looks healthy. Okay. Um, are you feeding them? Yes, once a month. Once a month, uh, you could, uh, uh, starting. You know, starting maybe next month, you could, you could once a month is what we do in the winter time. Once okay. we get into uh, the grow, which we call the growing season, spring and fall, uh, spring and summer and fall, even um, tw- uh, twice a month is is probably good uh, because okay. we we'll only give them, out them a very, the very little bit at a time. So they, you know, they want to maybe have a little bit more. Um, the other thing is if they're this straight. Uh, okay. Do you remember what the flowers looked like? And you, were they big and round?
4: Yes, they were. One was a big one with you know with the, with the
3: base like the real slipper. The other one was a smaller one, a brownish, <laughs> brownish greenish color. Okay. Now some the the usually the um, the uh, uh, straight green leaf slippers require a bit of more of a, a temperature drop at night. Yeah. So that if, if the temperature is too even, then they sort of just sit there. Uh, okay. The other thing is that uh, have they been repotted? Yes, they have. And in summer, I put them outdoors. You put them outdoors um, in dappled light, right? Yes. Well, that should be good. Uh, one of the things, if the thing that you want to see is new growth, because they, of course they only bloom once on the growth, unlike Phalaenopsis that keep putting out, uh, they, Phalaenopsis are called monopodal because the leaves all come from the center. With the slippers, you have to produce a new growth, uh, at least the size of the old growth, before they, they will uh, produce flowers. Ah, okay. And so you don't get a second uh, blooming from the same uh, same growth, but you need to same have growth. that okay, new growth. Okay. And I would, uh, it, these I would say should be close to the window so that they get that drop in temperature at night.
4: Yeah, I'm wondering if I've got the wrong pot, like the wrong bark mix that I've put. I've put a bit of sphagnum ox in the usual orchid mix that I, I buy. Uh,
3: that should be all right because uh, actually uh, slippers like to be a little bit moister than, than Phalaenopsis. They don't like to get quite as dry. So mm-hmm. that, that would, should be fine as long as it drains well and that they don't, say, you know, sopping wet. That should be all right. But I okay. would say that try giving them a drop in temperature at night um, so, because the uh, plants just need... Some plants just need that because that's from where they where they grow in nature. That's what they had there, so they also want it when we put them in our home. Okay.
2: Great. Thank okay, you so thank so much you. for your call, there, Yasmin. We my goodness, it's it's we're in our last minute. We got to run.
3: Yeah, <laughs>
1: Terry. My gosh, we've got people lined up. I'm getting emails as you're speaking. More questions
3: about orchids, so we're going to have to do this again. Yeah, well, sure um and uh and also if you get questions you you want to forward them to me i can answer them or uh, we can do this again and I know. Well, it's nice
1: to talk to more than one person at a time. That's the problem with you know email when we do direct answering. So, really, really appreciate your time today. And I, clearly, our listeners are keen and have more questions about repotting and how to repot. And we're missing the shows for some of those supplies. So maybe you'll be able to direct people where to get the proper pots, the proper media, because that's so important with orchids. It is. It, it is and, um, with orchids. Uh, it is important.
2: All right. Well, let's great. set something yeah. up soon. I it's think. Nice meeting you, Terry. To- I could listen to you talk about orchids all day.
3: <laughs> okay. Well, that's great. So, uh, well, when uh, when the show is open up, uh, we'll expect to see you, and then we can really get you involved.
2: And, Indeed.
3: And you're right. S as in Sam. O O S again
1: as in sam.ca, is a wonderful website, lots of information, the Southern Ontario Orchid Society. Thank you, everybody, Terry, Dean, Carlos, all the great callers. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody, on Monday. And don't forget, uh, bird counting starts next Friday. See you again next week.
0: The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin is brought to you by Stokes Seeds. Select from the finest quality vegetable and flower seed at stokesseeds.com and get growing with Stokes.